0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new
1: twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and
0: head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does the mic look okay here in the shot? Does it look good? Every time I look at yeah, this, I think I'm, it looks I'm good. always like. It kind of looks like one of those uh, ice cream sandwiches, you know It totally does. <laughs> it looks like an ice
1: cream Sammy dude. I'm a big fan of ice cream Sammies, though. I, they, they're so, fucking delicious. Ice
0: cream sandwiches are good, but I think the best are when you get those the ice cream sandwiches that are two cookies you just and send then the they, fucking cookie I and then I they have the, the cookie, chocolate dude. chips around. Uh,
1: dude, they're the best. I hate the cookies what? so much. You're so I like, fucking wrong. Here's the thing. You just haven't had the best ice cream sandwich. I'm going right. to be real with you here. Okay, so you got Walmarts in, in fucking- I do. In, in Gatorland, right? Mm-hmm. So what you got to do, you got to go to Walmart and you got to get the Walmart brand ice cream sandwich. It's fucking delicious. It's, the, it's seriously the best ice cream sandwich I've ever had. But here's the thing. The first few out of the box, not good. They're not good. But like when it's because I you feel like them there's something weird with, well, it's okay. So it's like, it's, it's like the first few out of the box are still weird because of like the Walmart freezers versus your home freezer. Totally different. It mm. fucking changes shit up. So and then you're when you're saying you, take you it out, age them like a fine wine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It ages like a fine wine and you, you, <laughs> so you let it sit for a second just so it gets nice and like it, it thaws a bit. This is a little bit melty fucking oh. delicious dude best ice cream sandwich i've ever had hands down oh my the goodness. cookies fucking blow
0: i hate the cookies no you're I gotta so be wrong you're so wrong dude the cookies are they bother so me so
1: much you're like, so I'm, weird
0: is it I, okay i don't you know what
1: i don't this podcast i don't like ice I cream that much <laughs>
0: Don't like. Ice. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. What are we doing? No,
1: I I'm not saying that I don't like ice cream in general. I just don't like it that much. Like, mm. it's not my favorite dessert of all time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I I would eat some ice creams. You know what really pisses me off, though? When you go to like a buffet or something and they have a soft serve machine, mm. but it's really like one of it's those shitty yogurt. ones that's basically just a shitload of ice cubes. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. frozen yogurt and you taste it and it's all grainy and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, you you just like you ruin soft serve for me. You just I mean, ruined my whole fucking <laughs> eating experience. Look, if you're going your
0: to if you're going to a buffet, you're not there for quality. All right. There's like there's very few <laughs> <got> buffets <laughs> that are out there where you're like this is the top notch. It's like we're all here to just stuff our face. Like there's Dude, no there's yeah. no like oh. even those that
1: are that that are like nice places like there's a place called Takanos and it's like it's got like a buffet section. It's essentially a salad bar but it yeah, has a little yeah, bit yeah. extra. Uh-huh. Um and they otherwise it's like a it's it's uh, I guess supposedly like native brazilian cuisine which is kind of cool i it's don't like a actually steakhouse know steakhouse
0: kind of thing kind of
1: yeah but it's uh they will bring like miscellaneous things to your table and you have this little block that's just like okay we want a bunch of things so they'll just come yep, around yep, with yep, like yep. stuff on skewers and be like you want yeah. this you take it you want it you yeah take it? kind of shit like that
0: i love those places. and then they
1: have just like a salad bar in yeah, the yeah, center yeah, yeah. And it's like that's supposed to be like a good buffet, but
0: really it's just dog shit. I have like a, it's not good. I have a story that is very much a this feels like a Vaughn ass thing to do, because anytime <laughs> I think of like cuisine, I think of you going to a place and being like, excuse me, sir, wh- I'd like to do order you a fine chicken, chicken tenders <laughs> and be like, sir, this is a steakhouse. He's like, yes, yes. But I I want the chicken. Um, but this is very no, much, I do that. I know it very much feels like <laughs> it because I go to this place called Texas de Brazil. We haven't been in a long time, but my wife loves it because she she just loves uh, steak, like any type of meat. She's like all down for it. And she loves that place because they just keep coming to your table, keep going, giving you steak, 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 all different types of meats, different types of cuts. And I go mm-hmm. there because I love it because I'll go to the, the like salad bar area and there's like these cheesy potatoes. And so I just fill the fuck up on that, like dude. <laughs>
1: Fucking same, bro. No, this Takanos place has that same shit. They got cheesy potatoes and they got these awesome rolls. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Okay, it's like there are those few restaurants that you go to for your significant other. It's not for you, oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and definitely like, that. Hundred percent, yeah. Because my wife sometimes will want to go to Takanos and stuff like that, and I'm like, bruh, bruh there is so much stuff i don't like like they'll give you a chicken heart by the way i've eaten that Ooh. once By i've i ate it once because I, I i, can't I think my that. dad said he was gonna he'd give me like 50 bucks if I oh that's pretty good i don't think he did I yeah, yeah i don't think he that's did that's fucking I've, he lied to I, me i got got
0: yeah i feel like i could eat it if i didn't know what it was right it's the like it's the yeah. idea it's that concept of like i'm eating a heart that i'm like i'm not okay with if well if dude some, it's
1: like a little red oval like you're like what is it and there's like oh you no. know what, I hate, okay, there's this thing. Every time when somebody knows you're about to eat something sketchy and you're not oh, going to like it, for sure. where you ask what it is, and they act like they're in some sort of fucking secret society that refuses to tell anybody anything, like it's some straight up hot fuzz shit where you're yeah. just like it's trying
0: like, oh, to- Don't worry about it, don't worry about it, just Yeah,
1: it. trying to detect these mysteries, and they're just like, oh, it's normal. It's just chicken, it's, like, it's, it's chicken. Just, it's just stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's chicken. But it was just chicken. And hey, like I yeah, I had this friend in in high school. Her name's Elaine. She's a great artist. Um, and she like she would we go to her birthday parties, and she would have these like really interesting dishes. And um, she would do that thing where she would be like, just like eat it, just eat it, just yeah. eat it. Just put it in your mouth. And I'd be like, bro, that straight up looks that's like that looks like mud. I'm not gonna eat that and then it turned out it was like it it was like blood or something like that like it was it was a really like it was like a crazy thing and I was like what (laughs) you try to make me eat that like no no (laughs) like it was always awesome though she's she's a fantastic person but yeah she always tried to dupe me into eating this blood dude and I'm like no damn, it's not gonna happen not even a little bit Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you a grand total of two indie game news stories. Before, of course, we hop into News Cram, God bless the crowd, and your listener questions. But before we do any of that, I would like to introduce myself, Von Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host,
0: the biggest of average Josh Boys. How you doing today, big Josh Boy? I'm doing well. I'm glad that uh I'm in the uh the nice, comfy the second back chair and do nothing chair. <laughs> it's nice to be back. I think I did okay though. I mean, granted the audio got fucked up on our guest side, but I think it was a good episode. I think it was still still run well you know what are you gonna do i mean the funniest thing about
1: it while wow, okay so while editing it took me a while to try to fuck around with the like sure. edit echo thing which i'm sorry that that happened it sucks it's, it, it's something it's just tech issues and stuff like that um luckily it hasn't happened to us all that often right but like shit happens.
0: So yeah, whatever. The main, it's not a big deal. The main issue was that Josh had not like for Active Quest, they do only uh, you know, audio podcasts. So yeah. like Josh, I had to walk. OBS Josh is through. hard to deal with. Yeah, he had to they had to get like a specific laptop, like not even the one that they usually use for it, and then had to download OBS and like I guess something got messed up. Who knows? It happens.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all kind of annoying. I, I don't blame him in the slightest. It's it's whatever, it's not a big deal um people said that they like eventually just forgot that it was there which is kind of nice so my favorite I,
0: I, my favorite I really comment was that. zach's uh basically saying oh I, I thought i was doing shrooms at one point <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was
1: hallucinating yeah exactly exactly but i i really loved that you started it off being like i gotta do this like vaughn and then did the weirdest voice ever and then you were like i i don't know why but you did this thing where you were like ah! <laughs> what that's are you gonna, i mean maybe you, it's something
0: i do but do i just that. never noticed are you right, i do you that noise yes you do like a ah! like sometimes huh i the next not i've I'm, ever noticed i'm that. gonna pay attention to it and the next time it comes up i'm gonna be like motherfucker that's it
1: <laughs> okay all right all right if you haven't noticed this is my new setup um i have moved into my house How's the new that's place? why it might sound a little bit echoey because we got like the laminate floors i don't have everything out yet i'm slowly unpacking you can actually see a tote like right behind me with just like miscellaneous shit in there so i'm getting to it but slow uh, slowly but surely because you know there's the life outside of unpacking our house but true. dude okay yeah, there's like some crippling anxiety with having a house. And I, I know. never- Welcome to my I life. I never guessed. Yeah, we like on our first, I, I think it was like our first night, maybe our second, we tried to do laundry in our new washer and dryer, which is like, it was like a hand-me-down washer and dryer that somebody gave us right? because we had already bought so many appliances that we were like, oh, why not save money on this one? For sure. And it just like started leaking and oh, we we're like, oh. what the fuck? And seriously, I thought I was going to die i thought i it's, was gonna have a heart attack or something like yeah. it's the sketchiest thing
0: it's one of those things where it's not the end of the world but it, it just it feels in the moment so exhausting because you're like because there's no one you yeah. call it's like oh this is my problem like there's no there's no yeah. i live in an apartment and i just i call up the the office and be like hey someone needs to come and fix this and it's like now you would call yourself and you'd be like you need to fix this and then you'd be like oh fuck and then you have to fix it yourself
1: yeah exactly like that's that's the thing is like i'm not a resourceful person you know and and i i was just like okay i guess we'll just tighten these knobs and see what happens it ended up like being fine we just tightened it it was uh, good von like,
0: the knob tightener I love exactly
1: it. like it, it was solid we got it done but yeah it seriously sketched me out but new house fucking amazing i'm so glad that we got this one we had to like okay so the reason i had to take like the entire weekend off and didn't do the podcast was because we had to paint several rooms Oof, and uh that's hard work yeah that just i just wanted to kill myself i'm gonna be honest like this whole room was pink by the way nice. this is like a hardcore pink oh uh, well you like did a pretty good pink. then yeah yeah you wouldn't be able to tell Yeah, we put some primer on the walls and like then we painted it like a gray and then I have a wall here like right next to me. It's actually like a it's like a light green and I I really, really enjoy it. I'm I'm loving this house so much, but
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to be
1: back. I'm I'm happy to be back doing the indie pod. It's going to be fun. So, of course, this is a podcast about indie games. Before we get into what we're playing, I did want to go through our housekeeping Please check out our developer interview with Blasted Realm uh, about their game called Rise of the
0: Betrayer. Do you remember
1: this uh, this interview, Josh? Anything about it?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking game. It reminds me a lot of uh, a Terraria, but with r- much oh. better combat. Like it's, yeah, because it's
1: like a Metroidvania, right?
0: Yeah, so it's very much a Metroidvania in the sense that you can go kind of anywhere, but you have to find the resources to do so. So it's like you're crafting to get to different areas, crafting to make different weapons. You're fighting these giant bosses, and there's, there is there uh, is some emphasis on dialogue and like making certain choices um because there there are a couple endings I think it was like two or three I can't remember now it's been a while since I did the interview um but the game looks really fun uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it because I really enjoyed Terraria but the combat was kind of like lackluster in in certain ways um which this just looks like a more refined version of it so seems good all right. That
1: sounds really interesting. I'm I'm excited to hear. It. I feel bad. Like I feel like it sounds really bad when I say do you remember anything about this interview? I mean, yeah. But it's just like because sometimes you do them months in advance. Yeah. like it's just like it happens. So I never mean that as a mean thing no. or derogatory thing for everyone's edification. It's literally just because sometimes the the time before these air is a while cuz yeah. we have like Josh is good enough with them to keep them like basically Queued he up. he's got them on deck
0: so yeah. yeah i have i just did one yesterday that won't go out until july like
1: holy shit
0: <laughs> like it's just oh my god and i feel bad too because sometimes developers will reach out and i'll be like yeah i'd I'd love to talk to you about your game and they're like cool it's coming out tomorrow is that good and i'm like no (laughs) like it just it sucks because i want to do it but i'm like these other people are in line like i i don't know it's one of those things where there's a part of me that you okay what happened what's going on there i saw something like move like a shadow and i was like yeah
1: I just somebody I just behind you, me right now I like you shifty eyes and i was like are you okay, <laughs> okay. yeah because i swear to god i just saw something out of the corner of my eye and i didn't know what it was.
0: oh my goodness no but i was gonna i was gonna say it's it's one of those things where i feel bad and like part of me wants to do a, a hard reset of just like no more interviews for a while but then at the same time i'm like well i don't want to screw up and then not get any and yeah. and us not have a week where, where one of those goes live so it's like it's a weird thing to to kind of teeter-totter around but
1: whatever it's, yeah i remember I, some of it's, it i feel like eventually we'll find a like a better way to do it but i yeah. i do i really love the developer interviews and a lot of people i feel like learn about games from them that they never would have known about before so I've i think learned that's, so much I, from doing this exactly like there's some crazy shit in there like i there are several games that i've seen because you've done this that i'm like Never would have noticed this. Yeah, right. And that's not like, I'm not saying that it's not, they're not good games. None of that it is not meant to be a negative thing. It's mostly just because like discoverability is is really difficult in today's day and age, especially with indie games, because there's so many. So it's like, yeah, I there are millions yeah. of indie games that I'll never know about, especially between like Steam and itch.io and other places. Yeah. It's fucking impossible.
0: There's a, there's it's a like, lot going on. It's too much yeah
1: shit's crazy uh please check out our IndiePod store over at teespring for t-shirts and stickers uh i'm going like i'm i'm already moved into our house and everything so i'm pretty much i'm thinking i'm gonna go i uh, get a different artist because their commission the one i wanted their commissions are still closed right now so i'm gonna get a different artist we're gonna get some new merch in there plus we've got the awesome IndiePod logo that chase made for us that i'm gonna be uh making some t-shirts and stuff from as well. So Darn. we're going to have some new merch up there. And of course, if you're a patron, you get, uh, I believe at the $3 tier or higher, you get 20% off or that's $5 tier, but you get a percentage off of our merch. So, hey, why not actually use it? It's cheap anyway. Whatever. Uh, please head over to the IndiePod YouTube channel and subscribe over there for these video episodes. Leave us a review on any sort of platform in which you could do so. Specifically, iTunes helps us out a bunch, supposedly, Adam. don't know. That like a, Maybe it does. Who shit. knows? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. We don't know. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the three dollars tier or higher. But overall, anybody who gives us any amount of money is fantastic. I'll kiss you on the mouth one day. Uh, so John, it's just John. It's just John. I don't. Know. Yeah, it's just John. So uh, we'll see Mixamatosis, aka mix zach durham chase hopkins Phil child the one better from australia chris penwell i was drinking tea josh nichols aka active josh and sam feeling from canada oh dude uh did i i don't know if you knew this but apparently um so there's like the joke going around that uh once we reach it a, a, like a patreon tier i'm gonna send butt pics yeah, yeah and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been floating around, and I brought it up on my stream as a joke last night, and Chris is like, please don't do that. Please if da- you do that, I will, I will rescind stop. my patron." <laughs> yeah, I was like, bruh, you don't know want these thick cheeks. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I think it also happened because I was like, yeah, but i wear something that is definitely not flattering for my nutsack. <laughs> so I, <was> like- <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Give her that ram, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's called the goat. Which goat. waiting. Have you ever seen that movie Waiting? Yeah. With yeah. uh with Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Does not age well. I'm In sure it no doesn't. Way a- does that does not A shit lot of
0: well. movies do not, especially from that era. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's like it's it's really interesting. And I loved that uh granted, this is me just like reading a headline, I think, um, or just like some offshoot shit. But I love that uh apparently Seth Rogan was just like comedians need to stop bitching about comedy you need to just be okay that like you need to just be okay with the fact that some jokes don't age well yeah. like it's I mean, just it's fine and yeah watching some of these like older comedy movies you're like this is
0: fucked up yeah i mean it's rooted in a time where that was deemed acceptable sexual assault was fine yeah <laughs> like, i mean it's, seriously yeah like, it's fucked up but like that's the thing is at a certain point it wasn't but i think it's weird so i i I get it like i think we should be in a point where we're like where society can say like that's fucked up now right Mm -hmm. i don't agree that we should be like they did a thing that was bad a long time ago let's fucking get them now and it's like what but they're not doing anything about it now like what? Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's something that I did learn in my most recent sociology course: is that you have to take so many factors into when you're like, well, really, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't judge things outside of your your own culture and your own period of time, right? For like sure. because. Yeah cultural norms are completely different everywhere and different yeah. points in time mean that your your culture is drastically different just yeah. think of what america was like in the 2000s versus sure. or in the early 2000s versus right now that's i would say it's drastically different and hopefully getting better but of
0: course yeah. there is some like, cause, things because the difference is like are they doing it actively right now then it's a problem right like i don't subscribe to the idea of being like granny you're real old and you were in a different time so you get to say the n-word like that's not the thing like that's that's so uncomfortable yeah oh super uncomfortable but like yeah that that is obviously wrong because they're doing it in the moment they're doing it now but like you can't stop them from what was a thing back then right like it's fucked yeah. up but like what are you get? I mean
1: granted like the elderly are definitely just like dude I'm well, they, on my way out do they you need think to, I give a shit of what society thinks of me right now Sometimes
0: they need to chill It's so true It's 100% though. true oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah they need to turn on the chill bro It's it's fucking insane what yeah. uh what old people say. But we're just gonna move on from that. Big Josh boy, you're playing Biomutant by Experiment 101. I'm actually really interested
0: to hear your thoughts on this because it's very polarized. Oh, it's so yeah, it's so mixed. And I think it's um I think it makes sense that it's mixed because this is a game that I think if it was done uh if it was done a little bit differently, I think it would have been like my 10 out of 10. Like I I love this game, like this is great. I So let me start with, I'm having a blast with this game. Like I do enjoy it a lot, but I'm also going to shit on it in many ways because (laughs) I'm upset with certain choices that they took that I think could have made this a lot better. So let me start out with Biomutant is basically a great mashup of what you would think of for Fallout and Fable. The idea is you're this mutated character, this creature, who lives in a world of all these anthropomorphic? I fucking said it right this time. Animals fuck? Uh, who are <laughs> who are these these mutated beings? And there's this this war against these two different clans, and you're you're put in this struggle of you have to choose which clan to side with. And then the overarching issue is these things called the World Eaters, which are these big monsters that are destroying something called the the Tree of Life. And so that's essentially where life comes from, they say. I I haven't gotten to, to what that really is or, you know, too much into it. I've played about probably like anywhere from 10 to 12 hours so far of this game. Oh damn for seemingly being a big driving force in the narrative you think they'd reveal at
1: that point what the fuck the Tree of Life yeah. is. It also
0: might be that I'm just not fucking paying attention because you know how I yeah, just kind of blow through I, things. Yeah that happens yeah, yeah. You,
1: you're, you're much more focused on the gameplay which is from the video as I've seen it actually does have some really yeah. interesting
0: gameplay. And like I do really enjoy the story because the idea is as you're going through you're learning more about the past and kind of what happened and it's clearly an indication that they're taking inspiration from it being our world as in You know, normal like Earth, Uh, yeah. And we basically screwed up somehow and created this toxic mutation where you know Earth became extinct in what we think of it today. And these mutated creatures, the marsupials
1: took over the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so it'll it'll give you as you're like going through different areas, like these these broken down buildings and these you know these bunkers and things like that. You'll find little like nuggets of of uh, history in it and i think it's really cool now where it kind of uh runs out is as far as like steam uh it it's way too bloated in many ways and way too uh just empty in others so what i mean by that is when you're talking about the world the world is huge it's it's got like a really expansive area there's so much to to run around in there's you know waypoints and and little things that that help you fast travel through the world uh, once you discover them which is good um and by the way i didn't realize at first but i f- i love the way the the waypoints work as far as when you find them you literally pee on them like an animal to mark your territory so that you then have that territory um which i think is is so it's so cutesy and i didn't notice at first so i was like what is this neon yellow stuff on the bottom here and then i was like Oh, I see. I'm pissing on it. it. Um, (laughs) But I also hate it because I think that they should have taken a page out of Fallout, which is when you are moving through this giant world and you're trying to look for this tiny stick in the middle of nowhere, it's so frustrating. Just give me the waypoint when I'm in the area and I've explored to it. Stop, stop this, this nonsense of having to find this little needle in a haystack all the time. I hate it. There's so many things in this game where there's like little events or little puzzles to do, but they're all kind of the same and they get it's like this thing where you like twist knobs. And that's like, that's it. And then they're like, good, you did it. And then they give you like an item or sometimes nothing. And, <laughs> and there's like a quest, and It's like, oh, look, a telephone booth. And it's like, this is a blink blop or whatever. They, they call it weird names, which is like, it's a cutesy and you know, whatever. But it's the same thing. You go over to it, you twist some knobs and then you're like, oh, puzzle complete. And you're like, great. And they're like the easiest puzzles. So it's like something that that just doesn't really add value. And those are, aside from that, and then boxes and random enemies Those are really the only big things that you keep continually seeing throughout this world. So there's a lot of like little shrines or things like that, but there's not much. You're like walking through this giant area and it'll be very rare that you find something that's interesting, like a new character to talk to or this like quest line that you have to go through. You you don't really get too much like i just feel like the area is so big and it's such a beautiful world to walk in but there's just not enough to really like like i loved fallout for things like there would just be little scenes or or objects that were tucked around there was a lot of uh you know incentive to explore and to really kind of look through these objects um but i just don't feel that as much with this game um Let's go to combat, though, because combat is uh, something that I think is really well done, but not at the start. And what I mean by that <laughs> is progression sucks in this game. Like, just sucks. You level up, and there's so many things about this. Like, this is an RPG on steroids where there's so many things where I'm like, you could have definitely scaled this in a way that was, like, more meaningful where I just don't know half the time what anything does and I'm just going through it and then I figure out and I'm like, ah, I've wasted a lot of time and points and resources into this. Good stuff. Right, I don't even want to use yeah, like, yeah. sweet. And like, and so uh, you have these, these things called, uh, I think it's Wong Fu or Kung Fu, I, I don't remember, where basically you have abilities, like you have an attack with a weapon, you have your gun so you could shoot with that weapon, and then you have a dodge roll and a jump. And those are like the main base kit. And so you can dodge and attack and it'll do a little thing. You can attack or you could jump and attack and it'll do a different little animation to it. But then if you do certain combos, so you'll you'll say shoot twice and then press to uh press the Y button, you'll throw your weapon forward at them after shooting your gun and like do a, a big attack and you'll like lunge at them. Or if that's cool, if you yeah, if you uh like jump in the air and then shoot to shoot your gun you'll do a little like somersault and be like like this little somersault attack of of your gun which is super cool so they have these these little combos that you can do and you learn but you have to put points into them to learn them and you have to do that for each weapon that you get and there's the, if you want a dual wield you have to do points for that if you have a, a a giant like what's called a crush weapon which is like a blunt weapon you have to put points into that so it discourages experimentation with other weapons as you get them because you're like, oh, now I have to level this up. And you're like, I don't even know if I want to do this because I don't know if I like this playstyle, but I can't find out unless I spend my two uh, resource points that I get each time I level up or find in the world. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll waste uh, what could have been other perks that I could have bought into just so I could try this weapon. So it really, it, it really upsets me that they went that route because I just, I feel like it could have been done cleaner. Um, but combat is 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 really cool once you get like to level 12 because which sucks. Because you start getting spells, you start getting more combos, you start getting more of a feel for the game and it it, it plays out very much like a Bat, Batman Arkham game where you have like the little You'll see like the the like the I'm gonna attack you indicator from each yeah. enemy as they're about the, to like, parry system. Right, so they have a parry system that you have. They have it where your character immediately locks onto something, and that's kind of where it goes. But there's like no change target, so you're kind of stuck. And the targeting system, especially when you're firing your gun, just like does not work half the time. Yeah, I've heard that there's like no lock on. really. There's no lock on, and it, the the game just decides what you want to lock on. So there's times where like I'll run backwards to then jump up and do my somersault. And he'll be like, I got you. And he'll shoot it just the wrong way. And I'm like, motherfucker, shoot the enemy. <laughs> if you can't lock on, do it for me. Um, so it, it gets it gets a little frustrating, but it's one of those things where you just, you kind of like, you understand the jank of it. And you're like, all right, I can't do a fast turn. I have to like jump up and look at the guy. Like I can't just run away and do like a cool, like I'm somersaulting backwards and attacking you kind of a thing. Like it, it gets... Uh, a little frustrating, but like you get used to it. And then as you start getting more of those abilities, you kind of get like a flow for what your combat style is that you want. So I think it is good. It's just, you have to get used to it. And I think from a progression standpoint, they kind of screwed up because it just, it feels so boring until you get to that point of like the level 10, level 12, whatever, like high enough where you have a good amount of skills. Um, crafting system is is super weird. Um, not really, but it's like, there's just so much shit. And it's one of those things where, for me personally, I just that's not my thing. So I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll put some add ons or whatever to my gear. Um, I mean, every so honestly,
1: often. the one word that seems pretty much like across the board that everybody says about Biomutant is that it's bloated. That yeah. There's just too much, there's shit so much. in there's this so game. There's so much, dude. Which I think is really interesting because I, <clears throat> before Biomutant was coming out, there was this narrative about it that's like, oh, Bio mutant, it looks beautiful. It's amazing. This is what happens when you leave a game dev alone and you just let them make their vision, like what they want to yeah. do. And you're just like, okay, I mean, that's happened before. Like, let's be real. Fucking Kojima made Death Stranding. And I mm. doubt PlayStation was like, you know what? You need to yeah. add some more walking. Yeah. Like, you know, uh-huh. and this isn't the first time that a dev has been able to do whatever they want. But I think it's kind of interesting that it creates this kind of like love hate relationship there's like really really deep valley on both sides it's 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 very very polarizing and Mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting because it's like this is actually really what happens when you leave a dev alone. Sure. And it's that quality of life changes that have happened s- slowly in the industry actually kind of fall to the wayside because you don't think about them when you're being like when you're in the creative energy, when you have that, when you're like deep into it, when you have this tunnel vision. And I think eventually these things will probably be so fixed with like patches in the game. But yeah, so, I just think that's so interesting to like actually kind of think about, I guess the in a way like the meta narrative of this game that it's just like yeah when you leave somebody alone to just be creative they often forget why things were in place
0: for sure I, i will say that um i'll say a few more things and then we can wrap this up but one um the developers have already stated that they're pushing for a big patch that will fix like most of the, the issues that people have brought up and like community feedback, which I'm super excited to see what that is. Uh, that'll probably be an update because this is one of those things where, I, you know, I'm I'm complaining a lot. Right. But it's not complaints of like the game is broken. It's things where I'm like, I wish they'd done this a little bit differently because I'm really enjoying the game right like yeah I, it's
1: it's constructive criticism it's, versus yeah, being shitting
0: on it yeah it's like this is a fun game like this is a solid uh what people would say like a solid seven out of ten right it's not like the greatest game you're not gonna like like oh this is so good but like it's a <laughs> lot of fun it's it's a good uh time sink and I'm I'm interested in seeing more because there's there's so much in it. But that's the thing is there's so much in it, but it also feels empty at the same time, which I think is the the reason why it feels bloated is because there's content that's just there to be content in some situations where you're like you could have just cut this part, you could have made this map a little bit smaller, you could have just cleaned up the, the you know the the tracking system to this. There's like little fine tuning that needs to be done. Now one thing I will say at the end that i i do not like about this game that this part really irks me and i understand why they went for this because they're a smaller team because it's easier to do because it's a a nice twist i love games like fallout for the dialogue for the the motion of talking to people persuading people to to talk your way out of battles whatever it is the conversations in this game are just awful (laughs) <laughs> the, I, I don't like it, and I know why I don't like it. And It's because they took this very interesting approach of turning the, the, narrator, the narrator translation thing. The narrator translation is the worst idea. The, so every to give some context for people listening, every conversation is translated through a narrator. So he will say, oh, this character says thank you for helping his tribe, says that he needs help with blah, 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 says that he's glad you're here. And you're like, okay, that's great. And I think it's interesting. But one, it's a time just sink uh, because you're, you're like sitting there and you have to wait for someone to be like, hop, 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 and then he's like, says that you should help him. And you're like, bitch, could you just put that over like while they're <laughs> hopping, <laughs> hopping? like, why? Why are you making me wait so long for everything? And then the dialogue is like always three or two options. And it's like the most early age Bioware of like, let's kill them all to let's save them. And that's like your two choices and you're like, I wonder which one is the good and the bad one, right? (laughs) And then you have the most annoying light versus dark characters that come up every so often to be like, anytime you do a light or dark action, they like come up to be like, light is great. And you get to choose like light is great or light isn't great. And you're like, what? I don't need this conversation. Like, let's speed this shit up. Like, it's just, it's so those pieces I'm like, fuck man. I love the dialogue in these type of games. I love having that those moments. I love having characters that you like bond with, but you don't feel any of that because you have these habba baba babas and then a translator. And you feel nothing to these characters.
1: Yeah, these baba babas.
0: <laughs> That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say on Biomutant. Too many habababas seven out of ten. Oh my god. I I well I mean One of the things that
1: I, and it's kind of weird that, okay, so I haven't played Biomutine, but the things I love about this game so far is like, like I said before, this kind of meta commentary that comes from this and this, uh, this continued push for seven out of tens are not bad games no like just because it's not a 10 out of 10 does not mean it's a bad or broken game and i i love i i love hearing people say that because it's so true there are so many games that people pass up because they're not 10 out of 10s but they're just amazing the weird thing is and i'm gonna be really i'm i'm gonna be real about this is that I feel like they're just saying it for themselves. And that sounds kind of weird. It's like the industry itself is this odd echo chamber where you hear, like, I, I swear, they, like, IGN says it's bad. And then another place says it's good. Mm-hmm. And these two places argue with each other. And standard gamers are just playing fucking games. Like, they aren't the ones, like, normal gamers, the ones that we're kind of preaching to, in a sense,
0: are not the ones saying that 7 out of 10s are shitty games. No. There's like I, if you look at the discourse on like some of those Reddit threads for for BioMutant, there's a lot of people who love this game who are having such yeah a blast. exactly like it's just people and have different. That's what opinions. I mean. I I
1: think it's so weird that people are like basically getting on a soapbox and being like a seven out of ten is not a bad game, and you're like i get it but you realize you're just preaching to your friends right there's like the the people who are just like the standard gamer the one and i'm not even talking about like how how we for some reason we we try to section off gamers into different amounts of knowledge of the industry Mm -hmm. when it's really just like we all fucking love video games let's just let's just get over it let's stop trying to create this hierarchy and make ourselves feel better about a hobby it's like i'm they're like, Oh, the, uh, like normal people that play video games to have fun that aren't pursuing it as a career. They're just enjoying video games. They don't give a shit. If a game is a seven out of 10, if it's a six out of 10, they pick up a game that they enjoy and they play it and they, they. Or like, I don't care. Like when I worked for GameStop, I met so many people who I would be like, oh yeah, reviews say that that's technically a bad game. Like I, I don't know. And they'd play it and they'd be like, I love it. There's so many great things about this game. And I loved having those conversations. And then like, of course, a game like Biomutant comes out and everybody acts like there's this huge fervor about everyone <clears throat> talking shit about it. Yeah. And it's like the only ones talking shit about it are the ones in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. All the normal, like basically, and I shouldn't say all because that's like uh, blanket statements. They leave out people, right? Like of everyone falls through the crack in a blanket statement. But like the standard gamers, like people who are just playing games to have fun, are not shitting on this game. Like, sure, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I mean,
0: too many hobbabas. Sucks
1: that you can't have. Yeah, too many Habababas. <laughs> like like, uh, is you can't log on or lock, lock on. on like yeah, yeah. they're going to they're going to whine about that but it's also like the people in the industry aren't listening to them yeah they're listening to each other like they they I feel like that's that's often enough kind of... And I'll get off my soapbox here in a second because I'm being a total hypocrite right now. But I feel like that's often something that we don't really take into account when we talk about video games or we talk about the issues within video game culture is actually what just the normal person who plays video right. games thinks about it. For sure. We instead think about the uber toxic or we think about the other people in the industry like our friends. We don't actually just think about... The normal people. And a normal is also a bad term, but get, I'm just yeah, using yeah, it because it's like, it's like for lack of a better term. People who we aren't just don't ingrained think of the, in this culture. Yeah, we don't think about the every man. It's just like every man, woman, child, whatever. Um, We don't think about just people who yeah. play video games to have fun and they don't give a shit. Like they might look at a review score, but I doubt that they're really, really influencing their purchasing decisions. Yeah. But whatever like i said i'll get off my soapbox about yeah. it yeah it's time for us to hop in to our news stories our first news story is over on ign this is written by liam wiseman that's a cool name i'm gonna be real about that one uh <laughs> i wonder if it's like i wonder if that's their real name or if that's their stage name you know what mm. i mean like is that their pen name what's that there yeah. real uh, name and a
0: dumb man just had to change it you know
1: this is actually
0: Liam Doolin. He just changed it because
1: he, <gasps> he wanted to separate between uh, yeah. Nintendo Life and IGN. He's like, I got to keep my fan bases
0: separate because for some
1: reason, Nintendo Life just... And boys don't like IGN.
0: <laughs> what are
1: you uh, so this is Bloodstained Ritual, the night sequel in development. We'll uh, Well-received Castlevania...
0: Was it well received? I mean, was if you it? didn't if you didn't play the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> if you didn't it was. play on the Nintendo Switch, yeah. yeah.
1: Well received Castlevania homage. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night appears to be getting a sequel. Twitter's Wario sixty four indicated that a 505 games financial document included a slide discussing Bloodstained and mentioned that. A second version is in development and that was like, if you aren't watching, those were air quotes.
0: Gotta give them quotes. Uh,
1: no further details have been announced at this time, but we've contacted five oh five for comment. The document was released as part of a digital bros financial year result and announced a series of updates regarding the bloodstained franchise including that the series has sold more than 1 million copies achieving revenue of uh, 30.2 million euros i believe is what that currency symbol is but i still don't know and a positive metacritic average of
0: 8.1
1: so i guess yeah you could say it's well received yeah
0: just not on the switch
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so I don't really what need to read the full article, but please. What is my
0: blanket statement on
1: this <laughs> article? <laughs> please. Please head over to IGN and check out uh, Liam Wiseman's wise words. But, mm. Big Josh Boy, how, how do you feel about this? The The reason I wanted to bring this up is, do you think that if this game comes out on Nintendo Switch, people will be day one purchasers? Or do you think that
0: they'll that <laughs> be? And would, that, that sounds not, bad, but I'm no. legitimately curious about that. I think, I think yes, because... Here's the problem, right? Um, This goes into the exact talk you just had about the normal person, the person who's not in this industry, the person who's not reading all these articles, the person who's not keeping up with the news and is just like, oh, it's a Castlevania-like game. I'll try it out. They'd probably still pick it up on the Switch. Think of how many people there are. There's so many people who don't know that Bloodstain was dog shit on the Nintendo Switch when it first came out. Like there's going to be people who pick it up. But what I will say is 505 Games is probably going to have a little bit more interest in making it right the first time around. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think that there's going to be way more testing on the Nintendo Switch specifically this time around. And I think there'll be way more interested in making a complete port or, or like a complete version right. for, for the Nintendo Switch in general. Honestly, I think it's kind of weird that people are like seemingly appri- surprised about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night getting a sequel because it's like Curse of the Moon has gotten a sequel. Like they've shown that they are ready and willing to yeah. make more Bloodstained games granted. I do not think the ritual of the night team is actually the same as the curse of the moon. I think mm, technically it's yeah, it's know. uh I don't know about like Ega. I don't know if he's working on both technically. Um fucker. No Court idea. Court is stuck deep in my chair.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> having some some uh new home struggles
1: yeah i was like trying to like i was trying to get my headphones out because i put my pc down here
0: uh, uh because
1: i didn't want to put it over there so my desk fucking pushed out super far but then i gotta plug my headphones in in the like front port and it's like behind me and they're really short and it gets lost in the oh, folds man. of my blanket and chair
0: <laughs> that is the true struggle i'll figure it out eventually. i'm sure you don't will. you worry big josh Here's for me. The, but let me go, go ahead one second so here's yeah, the thing ahead. i'm not surprised at all that there is a second one i think you know uh, why would you checks be? out it checks yeah, out. It people was, liked it. It was successful, other than the Switch, but like it still got them publicity. So they're still okay. To be stuff. fair,
1: it was successful on the Switch. It just did not work yeah, well yeah. on the Switch. But Two was, different things. It sold very. I well I know,
0: I know. But it, and that being said, they still kept working on it, and it also sold well in other areas. Like we've we've had articles yeah. about how this this game has done well. Like we we clearly were going to get something from the team, right? I think it makes sense. What I think is interesting is now, right? They've they've spent so much time on this. They spent so much time on the engine. Like, I wonder if it's just going to be kind of the same game with maybe a little bit of touch up and new story and new abilities and things like that. Cause if that's the case, like they'd be good, right? Like it should be same engine, should run fine on the switch by now after all of these patches. So I think I would like to say that they're probably in a much better position to release whatever <laughs> is the second one and not have a big debacle. <laughs> I mean,
1: I love that if you just take that logic and apply it to any other like long-standing franchise of video games, it it really doesn't hold up because it's like, think about all the Telltale games. They use the same engine over and over again, but still somehow those games were so fucked up so often. Like, did I ever tell you about how I was playing the uh, Batman Telltale series and there was one time? where the only thing that spawned in for a guy was his eyes and mouth. And oh I just God. like saw them running in the background that of a scene. Horrifying. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was so terrifying. It was so funny too, because it was like a main focus of the scene was this guy, like Batman trips him and then punches him. And I was like, there's nothing there. Ah!
0: Oh my goodness. It was awesome, but. Batman got that sixth sense. He knew. He was like, no one this yeah. boy is gonna get in front of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no invisible. <laughs> uh, but no. I I I hope that you're right, and the them just like kind of like working on a new project within this engine having already troubleshooted everything's means that we get a complete game especially for the people who love this series like i was talking uh to will about it on my stream last night mm-hmm. about how like i wasn't a big fan of the combat itself i thought uh the main character miriam felt really sluggish she felt right. really slow yeah. but that was my only like no I did like a first impressions for Handsome Phantom when it first came out and that was my only like really big problem was that she she moved very slowly and weird yep. and everything had a little bit too much weight like I've said before there's a very fine line between weight and weightless and you got to you got to hit it for me to feel comfortable in a 2D game mm-hmm. but I hope this works out. Uh, People love the Bloodstain franchise, even though I might not enjoy it a whole lot. People really love it. So I hope it does well. Uh, And speaking of doing well, let's move on to our second and last news story, at least that we're going to cover in depth. This one is over on GameSpot. It's written by James Carr with two R's. Dude, two. (laughs) Uh, And it is Indie Expo Live 2021 will feature over 300 upcoming games on June 5th. (laughs) Okay, seriously though? That's too many. I don't think that this is part of like the E3 celebration or anything. So wouldn't it be so funny? Seriously, so fucking hilarious. If like how there was all those news stories about how Hollow Knight Song was not going to be shown Ooh, at E3. Baby. If it was shown at like the Indie
0: Live Expo uh, or just something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you gotta <laughs> to fool be- them all. You're like, I don't think surprise. it'll happen, but
1: seriously, I would fucking laugh so hard if it did happen. It would just be so funny.
0: I mean, it would be the ah. way to do it, to set expectations like straight, to be like, chill, people. Like, it's not here. And then be like... JK. It's there. We got you. <laughs> you.
1: I got you, bitch. <laughs> and then just Team Cherry pops up and they're like, Get caught, bitch. <laughs> Maybe. Uh so Probably another not. challenger approaches the current parade of live stream events of video games this summer. Indie Live Expo twenty twenty one is planning to show over three hundred upcoming it's indie games during It's live stream on Saturday, June 5th at 2 a.m. PT and 5 a.m. ET. The Japan-based presentation will run for... I didn't know that. Too long. That's really cool. It's too long. Is it? Five hours. How long is it? Oh, fuck me. It's too long. (laughs) That's not five hours, is it?
0: Yeah. The Japan-based presentation will run for five hours and feature games from known publishers like 505 Games and Playism.
1: Well, you obviously read faster than me because I did not get there. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next <laughs> sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't read ahead big joshua as well as up coming developers and publishers the stream will be available on indie lives youtube twitch and twitter accounts with an english version uh, uh, of the stream the stream will feature the newest games from So series the publisher of toho luna nights which looks really cool i've had it on my steam wishlist for a long luna nights uh yeah yeah, yeah. Lunar Nights. i've
0: i've wanted to play that for so long and i think it's on game pass oh man we should we should do that i think for the it book is club. now but Dude, I'm not sure book club yeah we are looking book for club?
1: Book
0: club. people
1: going for fucking downhill to to like some oh please. really intense platform yes
0: give me <laughs> what i want
1: <laughs> i mean that's what's nice about the book club is like these weird eclectic things now if you are i guess a layman and you aren't a patron and you don't know what we're talking about. If you are a patron, uh, you can actually access, currently access early. I gonna mean, just air quotes that one too. You get early access and you get the ability to uh, send in your audio for our bi-monthly video game book clubs. I believe that's how you'd say that it's every other month, but I, that might mean twice yeah. a month. Yeah, no. I don't know. No, I'm... It's weird. Well, hmm. See, it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's fine. The English language is fucking it, dumb,
0: dude. It's true. It's stupid. It's true. It doesn't make any sense. Bi-monthly. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, wait, you can use bi-monthly to mean both twice a month and every two months.
1: Dude, fucking eat shit. <laughs> Our language sucks. Okay? <laughs> oh. We should all be speaking Mandarin. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, we need a new language for the future. Something more specific. I guess. Well, actually, there's like a lot of variation in pretty much every language. I feel like it's just English is the easiest one to shit on because it's so fucking stupid. We just got ninety percent of it slang.
0: Gotta all go back to Latin.
1: If only, you know, like it just. you know what? I'll go back to not only speaking Latin, but really just like adopting weird Latin things. Like we we no longer use like like pitchers. I'm not talking about you. No, no. no <laughs> you There's about. some weird. I things. was talking about amphers or whatever they're called. Like they're they're the like the pot, the clay pots and stuff like that. Uh, of course. That's as far course. as I'm gonna go. Oh, oh we course. can also pee in buckets and stuff like that, and have like weird public bathrooms. I mean, that's what a is. It's just a is. hole in the ground where we just dump out. That's what a no, but is. like. Okay, here's the thing. It would be like a long porta potty, like a really long one. Not like a trough. That I just sit next to you, and I could like touch your thigh, and be like, "Yeah, big Josh boy, you take that fat poopy. I'm gonna get you there, big boy. You know what I mean? No, I, don't I'll like give you that, like, I don't like this. I don't like the I'll give you all. that like red thigh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't, but I don't like this at all. What what
1: are we? I don't know about? how we got here. Yeah, we're we talking about. Uh,
0: <laughs> there <laughs> will Expo. also be
1: a special segment from a number of sponsors like Sony Interactive Entertainment. Koch Media. I think it's just Coke Media, but fuck me. Uh, and Arc System Works. Microsoft will also host a special segment highlighting indie games on Xbox Game Pass. Honestly, reading like it kinda makes sense that it's five hours. Like they Oh seen, no, there's a
0: lot of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah,
1: it's but granted, five hours is definitely too long. I'm not gonna that's like a TLDR thing. Like I'm not gonna watch it. This is but yeah. fuck yeah. I will look at the roundup. I'll look at whatever comes out. I after feel bad this, for the person who like, has, has to write the roundup. The person who has to do the roundup—that's mm, a big job. That's true. I mean, they do get paid for it, though. So there <sighs> yeah, you go. I Granted, I mean, depending on what site they're writing it for, payments vary. Yeah, so absolutely. hopefully, hopefully, they get paid. They're getting paid the big bucks for that one. I you hope know so. what I mean? But I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what comes out of it. 300 upcoming indie games coming june 5th or or just like knowledge of of new indie games and new content for old indie games this is exciting for me i love that indie games are getting such a like a massive especially because of covid right now and kind of these sparse releases of AAA games we are finally getting this this really like upfront front-facing Indie games coverage. Really, really love it. I'm I'm super glad that it's happening. Granted, I think when like after COVID and everybody starts putting out their games again, I think indie games are gonna fall to the wayside. But hopefully this gets enough mm. people into it immediately that they start following indie games. They might listen to IndiePod. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Uh or they subscribe to like YouTube channels. Like there's really great ones like uh Clemmy Games or Get Indie Gaming, Get stuff indie like Gaming's that. Good, yeah. I, I love getting into gaming. And they yeah. got that sweet ash-like British voice. Did I have to tell you, I tried to get them to come on the podcast once. Really? Ah, uh, why didn't they? Yeah, come? and they emailed me back about it. Well, it was just like it was kind of weird. I was like, "Hey, do you want to guest on the podcast?" And they were just like, "Uh, we don't do podcasts." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, right, whatever. That's cool." It oh, was like it was like when we first started, though. So maybe I'll uh, try again.
0: That's kind of maybe they'll yeah. do something now. Like did but you change we'll, your
1: opinion. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited for all of this. But Also, Damn. did you see that I totally forgot to put in your jingle, <laughs> the motherfucker? The people wanted it. <laughs> yeah, you even said it, I and so I found at you. so funny. Oh, I seriously, like, I no joke, I I was so take, I was so focused on making sure that I got the uh, or I tried to fix the echo issue that I totally forgot. And then when I got, I like exported it and I looked at the doc, I was like, oh shit, news cram. And I like, I, I skipped forward to listen to that part and you're like, Vaughn, you better put it in because people want it. And like, at that point I was like, I could put it in and export it again. But at this point, it's just too funny not to leave it out. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) Why, why do you do this?
1: Why are you like this? (laughs) This is like how I wanted to have a secret wedding and no one thought it was funny for me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? No. How I wanted to get, I wanted to like basically get married and then like years later, like don't tell anybody, but my wife and I would be married years later. We have a wedding and then like, uh, basically like after our first dance or whatever, get on the mic and be like. BT Dubs, we got married like three years ago. Like I just uh, basically just shit on them. And be like, fooled all of you. You suck. You suck. Like I just. <laughs>
0: it's a lot of money to uh, have that elaborate joke and
1: for a stupid ass joke. Yeah, I know. I know. Just good stuff. Good stuff all around. But. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the hosts of IndiePod and indie Games podcast, crammy full of all sorts of indie games news. This week in News Cram, we have a couple of quick news stories and a whole bunch of new stuff. No real new deals or quick steals, but let's be honest, there are sales happening all over currently. You got, like, the Open World sale over on Steam. You got some stuff over on Humble Bundle. I mean, Humble Bundle is always having, like, publisher sales and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so... Just check them out. Uh, The Epic Game Store is also having a a pretty big sale right now. So I I don't think it would be too hard to to find some indie games that are on sale currently. You know what I mean? Uh, So... Our first quick news story for today comes by way of IGN, where it's reported that Metroidvania Axiom Verge 2 by Thomas Hap Games LLC has once again been delayed, this time into a Q3 2021 release window. But it's not all bad news, as we have been giving the Make Enough documentary for Axiom Verge completely free of charge. Now, I was totally thrown off by this because I thought that this was a second documentary about the making of axiom verge 2 Mm -hmm. seemingly it is not it is the documentary of the making of axiom verge the original okay and and it's yeah i've i've seen it it came with my axiom verge like physical edition that i bought from i believe like i'm a bit or or limited run um it's a good documentary i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it it's i would say like uh, it's like a low budget documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like uh, I, I don't think it's like no clip kind no, no, of. Right. Uh, it, it's not like that kind of like stature, I guess, and mm-hmm. production quality. But it is still very, very good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's a lot about Thomas Happ and uh, their kind of foray into their own independent game building while also being a father. It's it's very interesting. It's cool. I liked it a lot. I'd recommend checking it out. It's just free online. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't check where, but I would just look up Axiom Verge. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: so we're so good.
1: <laughs> I know, dude. So professional. Uh now over on GameSpot, where it's supported that Devolver Digital has announced the eventual release of two new free to play mobile games Blah. coming sometime later this year. Yet that's all the release info that has been given. Blah. Sucks to suck, I guess. Uh, now, on to a whole bunch of new stuff. Our first five items in new stuff, Combo Wave Nintendo Life... Where it's reported that 2D puzzle platformer Out of Line by Nerd Monkeys is headed to the Nintendo Switch on P- and PC via Steam on June 23rd. That 2D platformer Super Magbot by Astral Pixel is heading to the Nintendo Switch and a PC via Steam on June 22nd. That narrative adventure game Sumire by Game Tomo Team is now available on both the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam. That adventure game NeoCast by chance agency is getting a physical release on the nintendo switch through one print games and uh, or on june 11th with rpg eternal radiance and investigation game paradise killer set to receive the same treatment sometime later this year they said in the coming months so i'm just gonna say that sometime later this year but check it out if you're a fan of physical stuff and lastly that metroidvania inter good try Good uh, try. inexistent rebirth, inexistence rebirth. Fuck me. I know. Uh, by January or by. All
0: right, let's take a breather here.
1: <laughs> we need to take a reset.
0: <laughs> you could do I'm this. I'm just going to go
1: die real quick. You could do it. You could
0: know? do it. I believe in I've you. I've got
1: like a crawl space over there. Apparently it's got some fat spiders. I'm just going to hop down there. Just right Get down, the mummy, man. like let scarabs crawl up into my skin, you know, just fucking some body horror shit. You know what I mean? Right in it. Okay. Let's try it. And lastly, that Metroidvania in existence rebirth by Jonathan Brazad is headed to the Nintendo Switch on June 11th. Now over on Twinfinite, where it's supported that Wholesome Management Sim Spearfare by Thunder Lotus Games is getting a physical release on both the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on July 27th. Now over on IGN, where it's supported that Ion Lands lands. It's not labs, it's lands, by the way. On Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close though. A uh, developer of the cyberpunk delivery game, Cloudpunk, has just announced they're working on a new cyberpunk life sim called Nevalis, mm-hmm. or something probably better, you know? Pronounced. Probably, it's probably. <laughs> It's pronounced way differently, I'm Maybe, assuming. that's fine. Uh, yeah, there are no concrete plans for the game's release. And to round out the group, over on GameSpot, it's reported that adorable puzzle game, Chicory, A Colorful Tale Hell by Greg Lobanov, yeah. Alexis Dean-Jones, Lena Rain, Madeline Berg, and I'm assuming it's just Burger, but fuck Probably. Me. Why not, just do it anyway. <laughs> and A Shell in the Pit.
0: What? I don't know. (laughs) interesting
1: is set to hit both playstations four and five mac and pc via steam on june 10th that puzzle game grindstone by Capybara games is now available on pc via the epic game store and lastly that prison architect by Double Eleven and uh introversion software is getting a new expansion titled prison architect second chances which will focus on the rehabilitation of those who are incarcerated and will release on june 6th 16th which i think is a really interesting bit of political commentary that like a game that's literally about just making prisons as shitty as possible yeah is like let's actually make one that's about rehabilitating people instead of making them like lifelong criminals because of oppression you know just the fun stuff, stuff
0: i mean it's it's nice but i i do miss uh being a terrible person to the inmates There's this one when, when, when I played prison architect with a buddy of mine, I consistently was the evil warden and they would be like, Oh, Oh no, a fight broke out. And I was like, is it fucking Andrew? Lock him up 24. (laughs) I just caused every time in solitary, every time he got out of solitary, I immediately put him back in. I was like, Nope, get back right in. It's just cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. It was great.
1: Do you ever wonder if like this all you know i'm just gonna get weird for a second Uh, i mean this all like we live in a simulation right now that's basically trying to judge our worthiness as human beings and video games are also a part of that when it's like it's like basically these like i don't know godlike entities are just like when given the chance if they think that there's no actual consequence humans will be gigantic pieces of shit and then there's (sighs) It's fucking good true. boys like me, you know? Good boys like me who, get the who fuck refuse out. to make the get. renegade choices in Mass Effect. You know what I mean? Because hard of gold over here. Get yeah, the hell out I here. I never do anything rude. I'm not a piece of shit. Every
0: every RPG I usually start out being the good guy to get people on my side, and then about halfway through, I'm like, now it's time to make it a shift. Evil all the way.
1: <laughs> Alright, so. Big Josh boy, we've been blessed with so many amazing indie game news stories that it is time for us to get back to the creators. In our next segment, God bless the crowd. This is where the biggest of Josh boys, hops into all sorts of crowdfunding sites, finds something awesome for us to talk about, and we do just so. This week, we are headed over to Kickstarter once again to talk about a game called Wonder Lost, a wholesome meets post-apocalyptic. Or what? What did I just? It's just a yeah. wholesome. Meets post-apocalyptic, a survival-crafting RPG with deep systems, engaging real-life gameplay, and adorable creatures. Currently, the game, uh, the developers were looking for $35,000. That was their goal. They have, as of the time of this recording, made $38,639. So, just just gone is fucking way past the goal Got with 952 backers and 24 days left to go this is i believe a a development project just by eli siegel but it's it's possible that this is one of the things where it's like a solo developer but also has yeah help, they
0: so. they say lead developer in their bio okay so it's probably yeah, something where they so. have like a certain other developer or there's other people working on assets but they're more of like a part-time thing or whatnot like probably i would associate this as some would say solo developer but it's probably more just like they're the main person who's taking care of the game while there's other people who help out occasionally
1: yeah i think in their meet the team is just about eli
0: yeah 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 so which is it's probably just more of like contractors are helping out every so often yeah, do
1: you think, I mean, that's a discussion for another day. Oh yeah, guess, for sure. For this sure. one is, is obviously going to run long cause I'm just an idiot in general, but big Josh boy, tell me, what do you think about Wanderlust?
0: It looks really cool. So I I will admit, you know, I've I've talked about this crafting games and survival games are not really my my jam. But this one looks super cute. Like I love the art style. I love the way it plays out. I think that the world, like it's it's got that survival crafting element where it seems like it's simple enough for someone who doesn't care as much, but probably goes a little bit more complex if you cared uh, to to do that. And then the one reason that I really enjoyed this was because they like they start off, like I really think they did a good job with the trailer. Cause they start off so natural and they're just like, Yeah, just crafting, we're hunting for animals, we're getting meat. And then they're like, oh, by the way, zombies. And you're like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, excuse me. And so there's just these zombies here. So now you're like, oh, the survival part is also in the fact that you're trying to fend for your life in a lot of ways, which I thought was yeah, it's so, a zombie survival game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, OK, Like, I, I'm more into this now. Um, anytime I see these games, though, I won't lie. I always look at it and I'm like, could you just take that survival crafting part out and just let me play the game with the zombies and fight and stuff like it's always my immediate thought, which granted, that's just because that's me. Like there's people who love this and want this. I you had some we talked about it before the podcast you had some issues with some of the building which I'm sure you'll talk about um but I think it's once again I talked about this it it has that like complexity but also simple enough for a dumb dumb like me who doesn't play games like this to just be like put some tiles down I'm done right like I'm I'm more okay with that type of building because I'm just like I don't want to have to think too hard about this just let me put a box down so I could have a house and then fight some zombies um (laughs) but yeah i feel like it's much more of the the vein of like a don't starve or a forager
1: versus like arc survival evolved which I'm, i'm not saying that that's like fucking top tier survival or or like rust but they definitely go i would say like they they try to take a much more like involved approach to the survival aspect of games
0: for sure for sure um I think it looks cool. I, I like all of the different creatures. I like that they have, you know, the, the different ability, like not abilities, but different activities. You know, you have your fishing, you have your hunting, you have your just general combat and fighting things. I like the fact that there's actual firearms in it, which I think is nuts because it seems so wholesome. And then you're like, oh, but here's an AK-47. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like it, the, the, the difference between the two is very strange. Um, I don't know, like I said, that this is ever going to be the game for me. Like, I, I love it, but I never back it because I just know I'm not going to, to play it um, or that I'm not going to enjoy it as much as other people will. But I love the art style and I love the idea behind it. I think there a lot of people will get a kick out of it and they should check it out if this is their kind of jam
1: oh so i did forget to say um to get in on the ground floor and actually get a copy of the game they don't actually have any of the tiers or at least maybe they were limited where it's just like oh thank you yeah uh, hi it's 20 bucks and you get the kickstarter backer title a digital game copy on steam digital wallpapers name in the credits and the original soundtrack which i would say is, is a pretty good deal for for 20 bucks because the yeah. game looks cool and i would assume when it comes to platforms it's going to be maybe like twenty five, thirty, just a yeah. little bit more. yeah
0: So uh so to talk a little bit about that, they did have an earlier tier, but it was a limit of two hundred people. It was fifteen bucks to get the game, it's already gone now. Yeah, the early bird. Yeah, the early yeah. bird is gone. Um I will say I'm pretty sure, let me check, because I, I think in the stretch goals Uh, Their stretch goals to get two consoles is 70k. So it's a pretty high goal before they get anywhere to what they say is controller support plus switch release with Xbox and PlayStation release later. So I don't know this is coming consoles uh, depending on how it does. They still have plenty of time and they have the possibility to hit that 70k. But if they don't, I don't know that it's coming out other than on PC, at least based on their stretch goals here.
1: I mean granted this could be like I I feel like a lot of games that that have like I would say in in a sense underperforming kickstarters where they put like a 70k like console mm-hmm. goal typically i would say after a while after the actual launch of the game for, yeah. if the game does well for sure easily will come to consoles yes. regardless of their their kickstarter thing yeah. being met
0: well the reason um, the only reason but I, bring, I totally yeah i get what you mean yeah the only reason i bring that up is because there's a lot of people who will put money into this and then be like oh wait i can't get it
1: yeah i can't get it on any on, i can't get that on the nintendo switch yeah. or anything like that yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and so like i i I hear you i definitely think that you know if it does well and i'm sure it will like it's it's a very cute game it It looks very it looks like there's like the systems in it i i think look very fleshed out i definitely think that if you're into this type of game like you would want to play this so i can't see this not doing you know reasonably well but that being said if they don't hit that goal it will be very much a oh we're gonna come to pc first we'll do well enough to get some money to then put that into console ports and whatnot
1: yeah uh so for me i think the game looks really really adorable i i really really enjoy it i'm a big fan of like zombies and zombie survival in general mm-hmm. i'm like one of those people who everyone's like oh zombies are just they're done like oh, they're done. Dude, ruined it. yeah it's too many zombies i'm like no dude give me more fucking zombies i love zombies Gah. Love and it. uh so I hope we get some more zombies, you know what I mean? But I enjoy the the cutesy nature and its juxtaposition against, like, the, the undead. I think that's really, really cool. And I think it actually kind of lends to the idea of base building. Because in most survival games, it's just, like, build a shelter. And it's like, okay, I might as well just make a fucking hut. Like, what's the point of going any further than that? But this is like, okay, you have to defend not only against, like, the elements, but also against a horde of the undead so okay okay i mean granted like our survival evolved you have to you know protect yourself against fucking t-rexes and shit and like robo t-rexes but a little bit different uh so i think the game looks really really cool the building thing that you were saying that i was talking about was that i'm not a huge fan of the like isometric point of view when it comes to base building just because like i i feel like it incentivizes you to either not put a roof on your buildings or when you do put a roof it makes it like that pseudo like they they kick the opacity to like 20 yeah. percent, and it just like you can see through it but i i feel like it still just kind of bothers me because you could see the roof yeah and i'm i'm not a huge fan of it but Granted, I, I think the game looks fantastic. I, I honestly, like if I had the money and this game was coming out, maybe like, I mean, it's, it's May, 2022, but when the game actually hits con or not consoles, but when the game actually releases, I think I'll, I'll probably invest in it. Cause I think it looks really fun, especially because big boys ginger, even though he looks mm-hmm. like a Craig and his name is apparently bub, uh, <laughs> big fucking ginger Craig here. He's he's looking good. You know what I mean? So I I think the game looks really, really cute. I like a lot of the survival elements. Like you said, it seems a little bit more downplayed. And I would say like, I like a lot of the, there's this game that I used to play. It's a flash game called Last Stand. Hmm. And they were just like these weird, like zombie survival games. They got more and more intricate as they went on. I believe they were made like or published by armor games. Um, but I, I really enjoyed them. And I love that. This is like seemingly one of the main focuses of your base building is building traps for zombies. I love that. I think that's awesome. It's not just about building like this dope ass fucking castle. It's like, nah, dude, you're trying to build a fortress that zombies get stuck on. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really cool. Plus the cutesy nature of it all is just really nice. Um, there was one thing I saw that in their above their farming tag on the Kickstarter thing where he puts out the fire with a bucket of water. He doesn't actually dump the bucket of water or anything. It just like the fire goes out. But if you notice, if you look at the character, like their hair goes back and then there's just like the seemingly the asset got stuck. And there's like an asset behind the actual character. It's very weird.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I, I don't know why.
0: Take it with a grain <laughs> of salt because it's a Kickstarter. So probably. Oh, changed. exactly. <laughs> Early in death. But yeah, yeah
1: definitely. That'll, that'll be something that's changed. It was just so weird to me <laughs> that I saw. I was like, something your hair? Like, what is that? But there's also fishing and stuff like that. And this is, this is one of the few like isometric uh, survival games that I feel like really tries hard to not make combat look weird you know what I mean where they just like swing the swords above their heads like some stardew valley or terraria shit like (laughs) not a big fan of that whereas this like granted they've got the weird floating hands yeah, but I like it (laughs) I think it looks good. I I like the game a lot. I think it looks really interesting. So, uh, any last thoughts on wander slu- Wanderlust? Wanderlust? Oh. Because I was going to say Wanderlust. Wander-
0: oh yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think we covered it. If this is your jam, give it a give it a check. All right. So once again, that is
1: Wanderlust over Lost. Fuck me. I know you keep wanderlust. saying it wrong. I just, I've said it long, wrong over and over again. It's over on Kickstarter. Check it out. Just follow us on IndiePod, at IndiePod over on Twitter. I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll tweet about it. Uh, so it's time for us to hop in to our listener questions. The Wombat Boy. Wombat great. Boy. As everybody else knows, <laughs> Philip Branchard, the Wombat M from Australia, writes in and says length or girth? Any, any contact, <sighs> any context you like. Why yeah. not both? And of course, like, yeah, pork cane on those stoves. You know, Ooh,
0: like, what's up, dude? Yeah, that's fine. Um, baby. <laughs> oh, get me hot and bothered over here. I speaky El Spanish. I can speak it to Spanish, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, length or girth, Big Josh Boy? In in whatever context you want, let's be honest, the first thing I went to is penises. Sorry, oh, it's man. just...
0: Yeah. Um, had to. I'd say girth, because... And I'm talking about sausages. Um... <laughs> Cause, cause I don't really, there's a lot of sausages I like, but I don't like the, the, the chewy skin of it. So I like more of that, that nice sausagey inside goodness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't like the weird sausage casing. It's, it's especially them, weird when
1: you're like, this could be plastic. This could yeah, be intestine. Like some of them, this all
0: some of them get it right where I'm like, this is good. And it like adds to it. And then others I'm like, I'm chewing plastic and I don't like it. <laughs>
1: yeah i totally that's why i like bratwurst so much is because yeah. i feel like they like almost never have the like weird plasticky mm-hmm, film mm-hmm. so yeah definitely that's a good one that's a good one thank you i mean honestly when i go for sausage i, sh- I shoot for patties if i'm gonna be real <sighs> just because i feel like they're easier to i eat,
0: love you know uh egg cheese sausage bagels that's my favorite one of my favorite breakfasts
1: i mean i i i'd probably eat it without the egg You know? Well, actually, okay, here's the thing. If it was, like, homemade, I feel like the egg would probably be really good. But, like, how you can get, like the the sausage egg McMuffin and stuff like that at, at like McDonald's no, they just have no, dog that, shit that eggs egg like, I'm like
0: that's not real egg it's like this weird patty of like just gross like, I don't know no I go to yeah talk no, about fucking plastic
1: that's like yeah. they took one of the fucking kids toys from the uh, and they just from the melt Happy it meal. down. <laughs> yeah hop it into the fryer they're just like I'm like why is my egg purple and they're like it was a grimace toy. it was they grimace it's an like, egg, fucking it. eating
0: <laughs> don't worry about it all right
1: yeah it's fine yeah, it's fine it's just chicken heart. Don't even think, it's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about when you go it's to, It's totally like, chicken. It's totally chicken. It shouldn't be, it's an egg. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess, kinda. It's uh, like a chicken embryo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but would you really call it a chicken, though? You'd call it an egg. You don't really... Dude, you don't okay. specify the animal You know egg. what I
1: find really weird? Is well, actually, that people guess, think it's... He, he, people think it's really fucked up to eat that, like... There's a delicacy where you eat, like... It's literally an egg. Like it's a chicken was about to be. It's kind of like a stillborn chicken, where there's like the bones and everything, and you just eat it. People think that's fucked up, but they'll eat eggs, and you're like, you realize it's the same idea, right? Yeah,
0: same concept. It's just more time that they're yeah. You're
1: just like, you're letting it develop a little bit more, but like,
0: I mean, yeah, eating meat is. uh, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but it's too tasty to stop.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the logic that I just created because that was kind of like a like a pro life argument, and I'm yeah. not gonna go into that. For yeah, sure. it's a little weird. For sure, I'm gonna retract that. It's all weird.
0: Yeah. Never I'll mind. Go, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go on mine. I think it's weird that we call eggs when it's like chickens who lay eggs. We're like, yes, we're eating eggs, but any other type of egg, we specify, and we're like quail eggs. And you're like, why do we never? Why is it that we only specify? Or we never specify that's a good point. chicken eggs. You're never like, I mean, a chicken egg. Yeah. And they're just like, no shit, it's a fucking egg. They're like, it's egg. an egg. Yeah. They're they-
1: like, I mean, an ostrich egg. And they're like, oh.
0: They're like, oh, that's a big boy. Ostrich.
1: Okay. Yeah. I used to have an ostrich egg when I was a kid, and then our ferret ate it. Little piece of shit. Well, hot damn. <laughs> uh, So, length or girth, dude, here's the thing. I gotta, like, me being a a five eight thick boy i gotta go with girth you know because like i'm not tall i'm not well endowed like i can't go for length in any sense but like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like girth is where it's at you you get it yeah you get it. fat cheeks fat dong
0: exactly dude exactly uh so do you guys man you are fucking tongue-tied today <laughs> Dude, it's because my monitors are weird. It's like it's off to the side. It's very weird to me. Yeah. I like the new
1: new house I have to look at it baby. Like, yeah, I feel like my eyes aren't adjusting, you know what I mean?
0: But, but I got gotcha. you. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Do you guys oh ever God. buy games
0: physically anymore or is it all digital? And you got to chill. <laughs> Those eyes. <laughs> um, I'll answer the question. Uh, no, it's all digital. Uh the only time I'll buy physical stuff is if it in some way benefits me because there's like a real big discount on the physical goodie. Because like that's the only thing that pisses me off with digital is like if you're talking about like a, like an Xbox or a PlayStation game or, or whatever, it's very rare that they're going to be on sale from a digital perspective. But physical, yeah. you go to like a Walmart or something and they're like, it's $20 today for no reason. We just got so many, what are we gonna do? And you're like, what, "What? how does this even happen? But okay, like that's the only time. But generally I hate physical stuff because I love the idea of being able to just turn on my Xbox, turn on my Nintendo Switch, whatever it is, and just be like, I wanna play that game and do none of that bullshit of like getting up, changing the CD, doing anything. Like it's a it's a first world problem for sure. But like, I I love it. I don't want to give it up so my problem really is that like
1: i i love physical goodies obviously Uh, got my shit in the background but like i won steel cases all the way if something comes to the steel case like Mm. how best buy they will offer like oh if you buy the game you get the steel case for free or you get it for less because their steel cases are super overpriced sometimes um i totally love that shit i love physical goodies if I can get it physically, I will, but since I game primarily on my PC now, I don't really have the option because most PC games do not come out physically, and That's when true. they do, I don't have a disk drive and, on my PC because it just takes up room and it's fucking and, like no reason.
0: When they do, sometimes it's just a you game just get case. digital codes anyway. <laughs> it's just a game case with a little cardboard... Uh, piece that just has a game code on it that you download anyway so you know see I don't have any problems with that I like having the case the case
1: is what I buy a physical game for I don't give a shit about the CD like here's the thing And, and part of your whole like stuff goes on sale when it's physical versus digital I'm a big World of Warcraft fan I love World of Warcraft I buy every expansion even though I never play enough to get to the expansions not even joking I'm a fucking dumbass but like I buy them physically because they do not have discs anymore. Or if they come with this, they also come with a digital code. Right. But they're always cheaper. Blizzard never puts them on sale. It's fucking obnoxious as shit. But like, exactly, I go to Walmart, every expansion, it's like 20 bucks cheaper. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll buy World of Warcraft Legion. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, granted, I mean... I haven't been able to find the uh, the most recent expansion. I forget what it's called, but whatever. We're just moving on. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I love physical stuff, though. I, I adore physical stuff. I'd buy it more often than not, even though I actually find digital. The ease of use of digital is really, really nice. Like manga, love reading it on my PC. Love uh, hitting up Shonen Jump, just reading it digitally. So much easier. But I love having the physical good even though it's so much more difficult to enjoy i love it it's easily top 10. know. so lastly phil asks vaughn if you haven't talked about it already how did uh how did the moving go for you excited to be in your own place did you miss doing indie pod or were you too busy so first question how did the moving go it actually went really well. We got moved extremely quickly. Like it was, it was very quick. Granted, like unpacking is taking a little while because we now moved into a house and it's like a two story house. So we're like, Oh, don't know where everything is going. And like, I'll be honest, I'll be up in my bedroom and I'll be like, I know that's like that thing I'm looking for is in a box downstairs. I don't feel like walking down. The
0: Never going right to get now.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I have to remember that's that's why you're going to see this hoodie a lot in in recordings because I ain't going upstairs for another one. You know, this hoodie lives in my office now.
0: I have the same, I mean, I have the same thing. That's why this one is here, just always strapped on my chair. I have the same, the same feeling. And I know it's, it's another one of those like first world problems of like, shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear this. But when I, we first moved in, we were used to a one bedroom apartment that was like, we were both kind of boxed in, we were stuck with each other. Yeah. And then we had this weird realization that we were like, I gotta walk like a good distance to get from one room to the other. Like, it's really strange.
1: Yeah, you're like God. I fucking hate it. oh having all this space. It's, yeah, it's a, it, it's a real problem. No, I I really do. I moving rent really really smoothly. um Granted, the people who owned our house that sold us this house uh left it in dog shit oh, condition. That sucks. Like they they left nails in the walls. They left huge holes in the walls. They. Everything that was in their backyard, not even joking. Actually, there was one thing we wanted. We were like, oh, it's okay if they leave that picnic table. But literally everything else that they had in their backyard, they just left. Really? They just Damn. left. Yeah. Everything. That's right. And it's like there's just huge piles of wood. There was so much trash. Like there's there's all Walk this around, weird dude. gardening stuff where they have like, you know how okay, so you have a dog. If you were to make a garden, you'd put kind of like pseudo chicken wire around yeah, it yeah, yeah. to keep them from trampling on it. Mm-hmm. They had a similar thing. It's it's not obnoxious or weird looking. It's like this kind of I would say almost nice looking arches in like white wire mm. which I don't like like it doesn't look it looks better than chicken wire but we don't have dogs so I don't need it right. and also I don't give a shit about the plants you know what I mean um, <gasps> I'm not a gardener I got like a black thumb I'm, I I love trees but the rest get out of here you know I what I mean you. Um, so they just left all of that shit so we gotta eventually do something about that. And they just like left all their lawn ornaments in the front yard, which like, it's like a thousand turtles, which I like turtles, but that's too many fucking turtles, bro. Too many turtles and they're like weird, like chimera, like turtle frogs. So that that's weird. Interesting. That's weird. Uh, but but the movie went really well. Okay. Yeah. So really excited to be in the new place except for the crippling anxiety. And lastly, honestly, my life has felt so weird this week not having done a podcast like I seriously like all week I had this like itching feeling at the back of my head like I forgot to do something I forgot mm-hmm. to do something like it felt so uncomfortable yeah. and I I really did miss you big Josh boy oh, I did so I, I miss so you sweet. quite a bit I like the routine I'm a creature of habit yes, and I so like I. the routine of doing the podcast and i think they're a lot of fun so i'm excited to be back uh got my new room here gonna deck it out gonna get some lights and such it's it's gonna be fun this is this is gonna be awesome but thank you for asking phil you're amazing uh chase writes in and says have you ever moved into a place and one of the rooms has four million seven hundred that's too many it's a lot of stickers a lot of stickers on the ceiling Uh, Chase says this because he actually helped me paint and I wasn't tall enough to reach the ceiling in my office and they left approximately over 4 million stickers in this room so chase went through and had to like peel all the stickers off the ceiling and he had this like weird knowledge he started developing this like encyclopedic knowledge of what sticker had more stick to get off of the other stickers so he's like man this saturn right here it's got that good stick and he's like trying to get it all off. And he's like, I might have to resort to the kingdom. That's the big boy. That's the nuke. And he was <laughs> like this weird knowledge of what stickers got stuff off easier. And I'm pretty sure there's a sticker that we missed and we just painted over it because <laughs> there's yeah. no way that the fucking paint spots look like a star right there. Uh-huh. But there, it's just right there. It's easily visible and it bothers the shit oh, out of no.
0: me. <laughs> That's so funny, dude yeah i have never had anything like that the most we had was in the the little girl's room because when we uh bought this house the the previous owners had a little girl and i guess she had like put a bunch of stickers on one door like in one specific spot and they just neglected to take off those stickers and i was like the fuck why did you do that but it definitely wasn't four million um it did fuck up that no basically
1: that same concept all around the house yeah stickers everywhere literally everywhere in every room i hate stickers. in our bed in my bedroom right now we have like vaulted ceilings it's too high there's stickers there i don't think how i'll ever they get, them get them down yeah, how too they high get there? yeah i have no idea it's like you had to get a ladder to, to put, put that sticker out there a fucking tall ass ladder it's a really high ceiling yeah. and they put the like glow in the dark star oh stickers
0: my God.
1: how did you do that what shit's crazy fucking inspector gadget lived here apparently maybe this is just insane but yes i have done that uh thank you for helping me out chase you're a good, good friend uh zach writes in and says what is your favorite meal and who makes it best so big josh boy what's your favorite meal and who makes it best
0: uh so i don't remember the exact uh restaurant but it was in italy uh and it is gnocchi and it was so good. It's like dumpling soup, right? It's, or is it dumplings? It's basically like potato, like dumplings. It's like these little potato. They're like not really potatoes because they're kind of like pasta, but they, they're just potato. Yeah, I've gone to
1: Olive Garden before. I've got, like-
0: I've gotten that gnocchi soup i i know the finer
1: things in life <laughs> i've had italian cuisine before Dude, have I, I ever told honestly you? the biggest the biggest realization was when my wife told me that somebody explained to her that olive garden is not fancy it's the mcdonald's of italian yeah, restaurants dude. and i was like fuck yeah. me you got me dude!" It italian totally food is.
0: there's so many dishes in in olive garden that are just not italian like fettuccine alfredo that is not italian like and most people are like it's, oh it's
1: like it's sicilian and i'm like i
0: don't like yeah like there's oh man but okay so this gnocchi so fucking good dude it had like the best cheese sauce and it was just oh it was so i for the people in the discord i'll eventually put like a picture in there because it was like my favorite meal ever granted i hate gnocchi otherwise it was one of those things where it like blew my fucking mind like i don't remember why we ordered it because i don't usually like gnocchi but this one like my wife and i were sharing uh two different pasta dishes and i just like it opened my eyes in so many ways, but now I love the idea of like
1: you not understanding what was on the menu, so you just pointed at something. You're like nah, that,
0: nah. and they were like, the okay. good, <laughs> "No." The good, the good thing is with with Italian is it's very close uh, language wise to Spanish, so a lot of words I just know by default from knowing basically like basic Spanish, and then my wife mm-hmm. is fluent in Spanish, so she knows a lot of it too. So. It worked out, um, is what I'm trying to say. But it would be interesting. I mean, there's some things where you do that, right? Because you're just like and uh you just see pictures and you're like, I want one of those because I don't know what it is, but it looks good. Um
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm not gonna ask what it is. Yeah,
0: it's pro- probably for the best too. Um
1: granted, I'm never that person. I'm not saying that from experience, always have to know what it is. I'm like, Do you have chicken strips?
0: You got gotcha. you got what about those <laughs> what about those chicken strips? I want like-, like I would uh, like your, your we have finest- breaded calamari, and I'm like Oh, calamari that's is not so a, good. That's not chicken like, strips. I would love your finest Italian chicken, chicken strips. Please use heavy Italian <laughs> spices on top. <laughs> Have I ever told you my story about uh, why I never go to Olive Garden anymore? Mm-mm
1: because they, they don't offer chicken strip. because
0: they know so i love fettuccine alfredo even though it's not italian and because i'm not going to olive garden for the finest italian food i'm going because <laughs> uh normally because uh, some family related member wants to go and so i got dragged along and so i got fettuccine alfredo and i was eating it and it was one of those moments where i put a noodle like a couple noodles in my mouth and i started eating and i was like this noodle is really chewy but it's like you are you don't want to be rude because if you go like in the middle of like a family dinner, people are going to be like, you're gross.
1: So I was like, I chew. don't know what you're talking about. So I do that all the time. Okay, well, I, I literally just spit shit out. I don't give a fuck.
0: So I tried. It was one of those moments where I tried. I was like, I could get through this. And so I chew. And I was like, this is really weird. And I chew and chew. And, I, and to the point where I was like, no. And I just had to, I was like, excuse me. And I was like, Bleh. and it was a big ass piece of plastic wrap.
1: Oh, yeah, you have actually told me this story. <laughs>
0: i was like never again and they're like yeah that happens sometimes because we keep the plastic wrap and then it like it'll go in there and i was like well don't like (laughs) fuck
1: imagine eating plastic somewhere and they walk out and say that happens sometimes no Uh, that's not an excuse you don't get to say that happens sometimes that's like when somebody eats a piece of glass and they're like oh sorry (laughs) We just had our kitchen, like, renovated. It's like, I just ate something I'm not
0: supposed to. Oh, yeah,
1: That's dude. your fault. It Fix was, it.
0: What do you mean? It was the weirdest feeling to eat plastic wrap covered in sauce. <laughs> it, <was so laughs> <like, laughs> it was so gross, dude.
1: Oh, my God. No, I, oh, I was trying to think of something. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm, I'm not shy about the whole spitting out the food because here's the thing. There, there's two ideas in my head where I'm just like, oh, yeah, this might gross somebody out if I spit this out. But then there's that second idea that it kind of like overpowers that where it's like, I mean, is it more gross for me to spit this out or is it more gross for me to throw up on them? Because I will throw up if I do not spit this out right now. Yeah. So you'll see me sometimes if I hit a hard spot, I'll be chewing. I'll be like. And then just stop. And be like. <laughs> oh, my God. And my wife would just, she doesn't even get phased oh by it anymore. I'm just like a fucking toddler. I'm just like. She's Bleh. Bleh. And then sometimes I'll just be like, I'm done. <laughs> I just won't eat anymore.
0: Oh, my God. Your palate is great.
1: Oh, it's so fucking stupid. Uh, for me what's my favorite meal um it's not damn i've hit this mic like 75 times it's new okay. setup is totally throwing me off i know you'll get that. uh so my favorite meal that's i would say that's kind of a hard one um uh, i really like chicken strips i know I'm
0: I'm, I'm, that's what i'm waiting for is who who makes the best chicken chicken fingers here
1: Oh, okay. So currently I would say if I had to like rate chicken
0: strips, you know, uh-huh. um,
1: I would say Seems that. Seems like
0: a good episode for us to do as a special episode.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If I'm going to rate some chicken strips, I would say that. Uh, where did we go? Longhorn Steakhouse. Prime chicken strips. They got good chicken strips. And it's so funny because like my, my father-in-law, is like a pseudo man's man. Like he yeah, he worked yeah. in construction. He hunts like he, he kind of like, he's he must love almost you. stereotypically fits like gender roles. Yeah. Um, and granted he has emotions, uh, cause that's like outside of what I guess we're expected in America, yeah. but he, he's like that kind of a guy and he loves steak. And we went to like, it was the first time I'd ever gone to Longhorn steakhouse and he and my wife ordered these like juicy steaks, uh my my mother-in-law also orders like a a pretty big steak they're like oh yeah i've heard they go pretty heavy with the seasoning so we'll ask for like light seasoning or whatever and then me and my brother-in-law who is like he was like 10 we're both like i mean i think he actually got like a surf and turf platter and i was like can i get the chicken strips please (laughs) and my father-in-law was just like he was so done he was so (laughs) done like are you seriously just getting fucking chicken strips bro and i was like you knew that i was gonna get chicken strips like wherever i go i get chicken strips if they have chicken strips it's just what they do so longhorn steakhouse got some good chicken strips especially because they go the heavy with the seasoning because i'm a salty boy i like salt in my diet Mm. you know like there's (laughs) a reason i always look bloated in retaining water it's because i eat a lot of salt so Love me some shit. I'm gonna die it. of like a heart attack,
0: guaranteed. Oh, man. I'm gonna that'll get be, heart disease. That'll be a 100%. sad day.
1: Uh, I maybe not gonna gonna be on keep, this I'm podcast. Not, I'm dude. not gonna
0: keep running this podcast if you uh,
1: drop. <laughs> okay, here we'll have to make a deal. We'll pinky promise through the internet right now. If I die on one of these podcasts you have to edit and upload it
0: <laughs> you have to put out the episode how would i what am i gonna i don't know i don't know your wife I'm yeah i'm gonna text your wife I'll in. i'll tell my wife i'll okay. be like hey All right i'll put it in my will yeah. okay
1: like my last will and testament i will be like either my wife or my children if i die have creating a piece of content you have to upload it and whoever my partner is at that time has to put it up. Has I, to edit it and put it up. I, I want my death
0: to be immortalized I, on the internet. I I'm pretty sure there's certain rules that don't allow for that. <laughs> we can just say it's fake. It is staged. We'd be like
1: YouTube, no, it was like a fake heart attack. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. like the like look up my fucking obit and they're like, he really died. I'd be like, no. I'd be like it was unrelated. It was something right after. <laughs> Yeah, he like shit himself. He went he went full so, Elvis. It's like so it's funny, funny that
0: you went there because that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so chicken strips would probably be my favorite food. Top like a sec there's like I would say the chicken strips uh definitely top tier favorite foods. Also, like poutine, love me some poutine, but with like i i don't want to say real cheese curds because i feel like the 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 cheese itself like the cheese curd when it's not breaded gets really gummy and weird Mm. i like it when it's breaded um and then chili cheese fries fucking oh but it just depends on where you get them because i've gotten chili cheese fries at like a bunch of different places some people like longhorn steakhouse They had good chili cheese fries. Like, they weren't great. They were like, eh, whatever. The cheese was weird. Uh, Red Robin, bad chili cheese fries. Not good. Not good. You know what was weird? Fucking Carl's Jr., I guess Hardee's, wherever you are, Mm -hmm. they had some pretty top tier chili cheese fries. They were pretty good. Even though I'm pretty sure the thing they called chili, mystery meat, it could have been human. I wouldn't have known. I'm probably a cannibal, you know? Maybe. Between all, yeah, between all the like, just like white meat I eat. And, and stuff like that. i have probably eating people, you know? Uh, so, Zach also writes in and says, Also, Josh, since you are from Florida, have you ever listened to Magic City Hippies? Psychedelic pop band from Miami. Uh, they are one of my favorites. Have you ever uh, listened to Magic City Hippies?
0: I have not, and it's a shame because I started listening to them while I was playing some Isaac last night, and I was really jamming to it. They're good. Like, it's pretty legit music. I... I don't know. It it fits uh my style of music right now, I guess, which is a very like chill, but it kind of reminds me of like a more uh, I guess like in some ways it reminds me of uh a certain style of what's that one? The the one where it's like the, the Oh gorillas, gorillas, right? Where it's like the, oh, the characters. Yeah. yeah. It reminds <laughs> me a lot of, of them, but a much more like mellow-ish version of it. Um, I dig it. It's really good. Okay. And then there's that gorilla song that's like I don't say
1: it. It's the worst fucking song. I don't know why everybody likes you know that like, song. Sunshine it's fucking bag? dog shit. Oh my it's goodness. literally the worst song I've ever heard. Oh my goodness.
0: That's some strong it's opinions.
1: It's fucking dog shit. Oh. I hate it so much. Whoa. Especially because when I worked at GameStop Whoa. that song came out and one of my employees like he was, he was a friend of mine but I uh, he Showed me this version of it where it was just on loop. It was like I got sunshine in a ba- sunshine in a ba-, and it just kept saying it over and over again. I was like, can I just kill myself? I
0: mean, okay. this is
1: preferable to what's happening in my life right now.
0: Like, well, I think fucking done. I think you would enjoy Magic City Hippies though. Um They don't have a song like that. <coughs> oh my gosh. are you okay? <coughs> Jesus, I just died. It's not that. Yeah. It's not. Remember, that. you got to upload it. I, um, I guess so. <laughs>
1: uh so i i mean i haven't listened to the magic city hippies either but i i love that we have like because of the indie pod community i've been introduced to like a bunch of different music that i never would have listened to before mm-hmm. so i really really appreciate it it's awesome uh but that is our last listener question and that is the end of this episode
0: this so so <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> why not? Why not end it with being tongue-tied as well? It seems to be this exactly. episode's theme. Let's just uh, let's trip over all our words, shall we?
1: I mean, I was talking on my stream last night about how I enjoy that I've cultivated an image for myself within content that, like, I'm a shit person and I'm bad at video games and that like also i just can't read because it's just like you Reading's never tough. expect more from me you know it's true when you it's get it, great. when you
0: get it right it's that it's that like oh fun. everyone's surprised they like doing okay, good. look, at, him okay, look okay. at that boy you can read <laughs> yeah wow. yeah and then i'm like they
1: expect me to make mistakes which i really enjoy you know it's nice nobody's perfect it's nice yeah. having
0: very little pressure
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's good. It's good. Uh, So that's the end of this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of the show, be sure to follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter for notifications of when episodes go live, especially developer interviews. Be sure to check them out. They're awesome. Go live every Wednesday. Uh, We have our question tweets that we put up and just regular indie game news that we make sure to retweet. A lot of awesome indie games are in development and I really love popping into that feed because there's just so much awesome stuff. So be sure to follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter.
0: I go like a burp like in
1: my lungs. Okay, we're good. Very nice. Uh, you can follow me, Vaughn, at Hyde Legion. That's H Y D E L E G I O N for all of my like anime hot. Day, I don't know, just all my dumb bullshit over on Twitter. Uh, you can check out my Twitch channel where I stream every Saturday and Sunday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Just Souls like games. Currently, I'm playing Neo. Just straight up sucking at it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Is it? Um, that is Twitch.tv/HideLegion. It can be really fun. You know, when people aren't like, you just, sh- okay, there's a difference between like shitting on somebody, like everyone's having fun. And then there's just the, like, why don't you do this? Like, why don't you get better at this game? And it's just like, is that really what you're here for? You know, I'm bad at video games. Like, why are you here to tell me like, there's a difference between backseating and helping somebody, I would say. <laughs> and and I've experienced both so far. It's very interesting. Um, but Please check those Twitch streams out. And of course you can follow Josh over on Twitter at the underscore george 90. Be sure to also check out his sporadic Twitch streams. Uh, you do the Thursday like demos, right? That's, that's when you do that or is it Tuesdays?
0: I do. Yeah. Thursdays I do demos, which I didn't get to do last week, but I have a, a pretty, uh, fun looking game coming up. Oh, what is the name? Uh, that just dropped a demo called little ghost looks Mm. interesting. I like the art style to it. Um, But yeah, so I'll be doing that this Thursday. And Tuesday is just a whatever day, whatever I'm feeling. Uh, Usually Isaac, but I played Ring of Pain last time, tried out some new content. So it's just a whatever day. All
1: right. And that is over at twitch.tv slash the underscore George. So be sure to check all of that out. Lastly, got to go through our housekeeping one more time before we're off. Please check out our developer interview from Blasted Realm. They're talking about their game called Rise of the rise of the okay, betrayer okay, okay, okay. that goes live on the, uh, June 2nd. So be sure to check that out, please. It is one day after for patrons two days before for plebes, So please check that out one out. Uh, check out the IndiePod store over on teespring for t-shirts and stickers soon to be more merchandise. Please head over to our YouTube channel, which is just, uh, Indiepod over on YouTube for these video episodes. You can see me, I don't know, do all my dumb shit. And, Please leave us reviews on any sort of source in which you could do so, specifically iTunes. Supposedly helps us out a lot. I don't know. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our patrons at the $3 tier or higher. But once again, anybody who gives us money at any amount is amazing. Thank you so much for doing so. But I made a commitment to the $3 peeps so they get their names. Uh, We've got John. Just John. That's it uh we'll see Mixamatosis aka mix zach durham chase hopkins phil prince the one better of australia chris Penwell, i was drinking tea uh, josh nichols aka active josh and sam phillian from canada thank you all so much you're all amazing that is the end of this episode and we will talk to you all next week
0: bye y'all